The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. the only specimen of the Marifesa plant in England. That flower is the only known antidote for werewolfery. A very interesting folktale, but of no value to the police. I warn you, sir, unless you secure this plant, there'll be an epidemic that will turn London into a shambles. When my experiments are completed, I will show their results to the entire world, not before. Remember this, Dr. Glendon. The werewolf instinctively seeks to kill the thing it loves best. You brought this on me that night in Tibet. Sorry, I can't share this with you. guys, welcome back to the Tragedy Cinema Podcast, the Universal Monster Series. I'm your host, Jimbo, and joined once again by my dad, Art Toast. Art Toast. Uh, today we'll be talking about uh, the Werewolf of London from 1935. But, before we begin, Dad, this is just going to be a simple yes or no, or I can see that uh, question, okay? No, which one? Yes, no, or I can see well, that. Wait till, wait till I give you my, my question. I can't comment? No. Do you think that um, the guy that played the werewolf in this movie, what was his name? Uh, 
Henry Hall, right? Was it him? Yeah. Do you think that his depiction of the werewolf was an inspiration for Eddie Munster's hairdo? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of. Yes. <laughs> That's all I could think of is the, the little come down to a V at the point of it. That's all I could think of is this is Eddie Munster. <laughs> Do you not see it now? Yeah, I, yeah. I see it. I see it. <laughs> so I gave you an easy one this week. So go ahead, Dad. Take it away. The Werewolf of London. And uh, release date, May 13th, 1935. Uh, the director was... Stuart Walker, writers was John Colton and Roger uh, Robert Harris. Uh, composer was Carl Hodges for the musical score. Cinematographers Charles Stumar, and the editor was Russell Scoggograph. I know I didn't say that right, but uh, the cast: Henry Hall, Doctor Wilford Glendon. It was also a 1944 lifeboat. Warner Olin, Dr. Yagamani, uh, he was in Charlie Chan in Paris in 1935. You ever seen any of the Charlie Chan movie? Yeah, have you? Yes. Um, Valerie Hobson was Lisa Glendon. She was in 1935, The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, Lester Matthew was Paul Ames in 1938, was in The Ventures of Robin Hood. And Lawrence Grant was Sir Thomas Forsythe. He was in the 1932 The Mask of Fu Manchu. You ever seen that? Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I think is he had that, a remake. Is that the one where they... Was it Boris, Boris Karloff had the mask or something? Mm, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Know. We it, covered it on one of the episodes, and I think that The Mask of Fu Manchu... Either it was the inspiration for Boris Karloff in one of the movies or something like that. I'll have to find that out. All righty. Spring Bylington was Miss Eddie Combs. In 1938, she was in You Can't Take It With You. Uh, Carl Williams was Hugh Renwick. Uh, He was in 1935, The Tailspin Tommy and the Great Air Mystery. I never heard of them, have you? Uh-uh. <laughs> J.M. Kerrigan was Hawkins. He was in the 1939 classic, Gone with the Wind, which has been covered on the podcast. Uh, Charlotte Granville, she was Lady Foresight. She was in 1919. That goes way back. A Damsel in Distress. The plot summary... Uh, well, on expedition in Tibet, Dr. Wilford Glendon is attacked in the dark by a strange animal returning to London. He finds himself turning nightly into a werewolf and terrorizing the city with the only hope for curing his uh, affliction was a rare Asian flower. The awards have had two nominations. 2017, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films Nominated for the Saturn Award for Best DVD Blu-ray Collection as part of the Wolfman Complete Legacy uh, Collection. In uh, 2005, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films 
was uh, nominated Saturn Award for Best DVD Collection as part of the Monster Legacy Collection. Technical difficulties, the runtime was... Details. I've done that again. <laughs> you did. I don't know. I, I don't know why it's so difficult. <laughs> Details is 75 minutes. A little bit longer than... Well, this was long. I f- it felt long. Oh, we may have a different opinion. We might do. Here. Uh, sound mix was mono. Color was black and white. Aspect ratio was 1.37 to 1. Laboratory. Uh, Universal Studios. The film length, 8 reels. And fit spherical uh, was the process. Printed format, 35 millimeters. Okay. Jimbo, that's all <laughs> this information. What are you laughing for? Well, because this movie is a little ridiculous at times. Um, so basically, a guy sets out on a, and his friend are over there in Tibet, and they get scared. The, the people that are working with him get scared because they're not going any further. There's monster up there, they say. And then you see the guy coming down on the camel. <laughs> He's like, "Oh well, I bid you know, I bid you well, but I'm not going with you either because you know there's a monster up there, and anybody that goes up there doesn't come back." So the two go up there, and and you know the one guy kind of reminded me of you because he's like, "Oh, oh. his feet were hurting or whatever." Remember he sitting on the rocks, but but he's like, "Oh, something grabbed my foot," you know what I mean? And then. When the other guy is like, well, just come on. And, and he goes and he's like, well, something basically punched me in the chest. So I don't know. At that point in the movie, do you think that that was the wolf in spirit? Or do you think it was just something else up there on the mountain? Well, I would say that it uh, it was just something in that area, too. It could have been with the, the, the wolf type deal also. Because we're going to look at some things later on in here that we haven't seen before. And so it could have been a directive of that there. I don't know what else it would have been other than... Uh, a supernatural some, Doing something with the supernatural, or... the superstition of the of the, the mountain. Tibet mountain. So basically the one guy sits down and the other guy pushes on and he sees uh, the flower that they've been looking for, which is, I call it a moon flower. I don't really know what you would call it. It's got a name in right. it, right? There ain't no way I can pronounce it. <laughs> but this is the first time you actually, like you like to see, is a glimpse of the werewolf as he peeks over. The... Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, I guess I was spoiled because the wolf man was, has always been one of my favorites. And he looks a million times better than this wolf. Right. right. Um, but, but it didn't come out till six years later, I think, in 41. So... Uh, basically, they have a little bit of a uh, scaff, uh, kerfluffle, if you will, and the werewolf ends up clawing. Was it claw or bite? Claw, right? His uh, right arm. Right. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, I feel sorry for you, Kyle. <laughs> basically, basically. Uh, the other guy comes up, scares the werewolf off, and they next thing you see is. It looks like they took basically dug up half the mountain there and put it in this guy's laboratory. So now they have like this uh, the flower 
plant and like a bunch of dirt in this guy's laboratory where he has what would you call that machine like a moon machine uh right it was a light to uh, simulate the simulate the moon because it only blue blooms in the moonlight right so um the thing about dr uh what's his name again uh that's the wrong one that's the mummy one what am i doing with that i don't know henry was it henry Dr. Wilford Glinston. Yeah. He, uh, he's basically a zoologist. And I thought it had some pretty cool scenes where, you know, the lady comes like, hey, you need to come out here. So I have this big gala out, outside and black tie affair. And then he comes outside and, and he's like, do I have to? And uh, yeah, so he won't let anybody in there to see what's going on. And I thought it was pretty cool when they showed the Venus flytrap uh, yes. thing. <laughs> he's like, what's that? I said, oh, it's eating. You <laughs> know, he closes on the fly. Um, so, you have this, I get, I, I'll call him a stranger, um, but he shows up and he tells him, hey, we've met before, many years ago or whatever, in Tibet, you know, and the guy couldn't put two and two together to save his life. Um, so, you want to take it away from here? Yeah, he's wanting to see, no, he... Uh, he knows that he's gotten that flower, mm-hmm. and uh, he's wanting to see it. Of course, he don't let him come in to see it. No. And uh, he, he just won't do that. Of course, the gala is still going on out there, which the the scene there was pretty neat, too, because of the different types of flowers. They had the one that had the long arms well, on. It looked like octopus or something. Yeah, they, if, did they have a, a mouse to it or something? Or. Well, didn't she say something like uh, it ate a toad and a, and a rat or something? Yeah, or something yeah. Like that? And that was pretty interesting in there. Is this where also you have the uh, the doctor's wife's or, or fiance's ex-boyfriend show up Yeah, he shows up also. And uh, they introduce him. Of course, the, the, the husband's sort of leery of all this here uh, doing that. Of course, they he's, always, he's too busy. Right. And so um, he, he goes back to his work and him and her... Um, they start doing things together. Uh, then I believe he, he's working with that. The fly, he can't get the flower to bloom. Now I'm gonna we're introduce something here in the Wolfman lore, if you would, is um, the the flower blooming is actually this this flower is the cure for being a werewolf or controlling it. Now, in this movie, if you have the flower, you give it to somebody, it protects them from a werewolf. Do you remember that? I don't know if I remember him saying that. I remember him saying if you had to have two, was it two to cure you? Right, but they can't keep giving away, and so he gives the flowers away. Uh, one for his wife, and they they use the the, the juice or whatever out of the plant that's supposed to help cure them, and so uh, there's a new aspect there. Another thing here is uh, with the werewolf lore that we're introduced to, and this is why he gives the flower to his wife. The werewolf will kill. The thing he loves, loves the, the most, most, right? Which you never hear that in any 
any of the others. Well, I'm glad you said that. So let me go ahead and throw this fact in here since you wanted to go ahead and say this. So the film made up much of its werewolf mythology out of whole cloth. The idea is that being bitten by a werewolf makes one a werewolf, that a werewolf changes under the full moon, and that werewolves were wolf-man hybrids were completely made up. In folklore, one becomes a werewolf deliberately by practicing witchcraft and can change into a wolf at any time desired. However, this film's mythology and that uh, of others after it heavily influenced pop culture views of werewolves to the point that these are now regarded as official mythology. So before this movie, you know, I think uh, I think we'll get to it, but I think there was a 1918 werewolf movie or something like that. It was only 18 minutes long, and it was destroyed in a warehouse fire. But a lot of the lore didn't exist, so anything in this movie that they were coming up with, well, fair game. And, and we can go on, on to this here is, not that we may have touched on this uh, um, last week in Frank's Nine Meets Wolfman, is... Um, and again, later on, some other Wolfman-type movies uh, we may do later on next year, whatever, is you always hear Silver Bullets, What Kills mm-hmm. the Werewolf. In which, if you go back in the original Wolfman, it was a silver cane. Right. And we got into discussion with, he's back to life, it didn't kill him. Uh, but you, you hear that their myth, too, that had come up, that uh, and you, you can only kill him with a silver bullet. Now, uh, so let me ask you this: when um, when he goes back in there, you know, and he basically shoes everybody away, and he's you know trying to get that flower to bloom, and he sticks his hand under the ray, and you see his hand turn into fur, right? And he pulls it away, and it's gone. Very interesting. What? What's your take because on that? it's the it's the effect he was predict. Uh, uh, the the trying to get the the effect of the full moon on the plant, which it is and it will. It just started showing that because of the the moonlight rays is affecting his body. Right. And he pulls it out and it goes back to normal. But it does eventually. The flower does start to grow. Right. And but it's not going as fast as he would like it to. Right. Because he has that assistant that he trusts wholeheartedly. I can't think of his name at the moment either. But he's basically like a sidekick in this movie. You know what I mean? Right. Especially towards the end. Um, so, I guess I guess this is the first time in movies that um, the full moon turns you into a werewolf. Were you, do they actually have to see the full moon? So if it's a heavy cloud cover, does it count? I Now, this is my opinion, and I have nothing to say this with. But if you go to what this movie is trying to show is it's the rays of the moon that causes that. Now, if it's overcast or cloudy and you can't see the full moon, then I would say probably no. If it's But but you gotta remember the uh, the 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 guy that came is Dr. Yoshi, I think, or Yogis what's his name? Uh, Doctor uh, what's his name, the second guy there, Yogushi yeah, yeah, he um, he tells him. Um, where was I going with this? Basically, you know, he keeps trying to get to see the thing and everything. And my, he tells him. He says, "Look, he's like, you know, there was something bad on the mountain." And he tells, I don't know if he tells him or if he tells somebody else that look, there's going to be a murder tonight. And there'll be one every tomorrow night and the next night, as long as the full moon cycles into play, 
there's going to be a death at least once a night. Now, here's my issue with this. Oh, another myth. I'm sorry. Myth? Myth? Myth is this. He says that when he's a werewolf, he must kill at least one a person or it does something to him. Now, they never did say it. Uh, well, well, here's my next question. It, we we just established that it said the wolf, the wolf, uh, the werewolf will go after the thing he loves the most. But if that's the thing, then that should be the person he, he kills. Right, but that's why first time he gave his wife a flower. Later on, which is a pretty good part, I thought, I thought it was funny, he goes away from the house and rents a room and then you got them two old ladies yeah. and, well, that was pretty funny the one was a drunk and the other one was drunk too and they were asking hey do you got a jar and she's like no <laughs> but but I thought that was cool when they're, they're peeking in the window the little keyhole and yeah. you, can see, you see them looking at them they ah yeah and they're screaming and right so basically uh, somebody it's think we've the, been drinking it comes to the point where um, his wife everybody's gone and it comes to the point where he Turns into the wolf for the first time. Uh, pretty well done. Uh, you can see like the first or second frame of changing. He looks like Eddie Munster's hairdo, uh, but he he didn't look too bad once it was all done. Uh, it's not what I was used to, but it kind of looked cheap. I don't want to say cheap, but well, I I, I I sort of liked it. I mean, it didn't bother me. Lon Chaney Wolf Man a lot better, uh, but he didn't. It was a good. You could tell he was a Wolf Man. Right. Now, what I like about these, Kim, Lon Chaney and that, is uh, portrayed to the howling or whatnot. They got the, the snout and all this, starts construction out. When I think of a wolf man, you can say, this is a wolf man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, Here's, I prefer that over the new. I'm getting let the biggest cat out of the bag of why. You don't like it. Yes. Number one. The first time he changes, he goes out in his tuxedo still, <laughs> okay? Uh, it's supposed to change some of his physical features where, you know, muscles, whatever, where it would rip those clothes. When he comes back home or whatever, he's still in the tuxedo, you know what I mean? And nothing's changed, you can't tell anything where she sees him at the table or whatever. And then, what really just threw it over the top for me was at the end when he talks. Okay? To me... He, you had no he, problem with Frankenstein talking. No, he didn't talk though. <laughs> well, he didn't want some of them. Well, probably Frankenstein. But what I'm saying is, if he could have talked at the end of the movie, why couldn't he have talked and told her when he was in werewolf form at the beginning of the movie? Why did he have to wait till the end? I know he got shot. He and, was shot and dying. And right. So he he could have been. But he was. But he was still in the wolf form. He didn't change back to the human right, form until after he died. Yeah, but it may be on the process. No, but I don't. I don't. That doesn't. Well, and anyhow, no. go back on this. Here. I'm taking a star away automatically for that. So there you go. Well, they don't count. But, uh, but now, now go now. Let's go back. I want to. Let's go, go back. I want, no, I want to recrant on this other recrant. Recrant. <laughs> recrant. Yeah. Is. Well, why didn't he get muscles and ripped all over there? Where does it say a wolfman has to have muscles? Now, you go back to Lon Chaney, wolfman. He had a whole different suit of clothes on whenever he went out. Well, it's kind of like Lou Ferrigno in the and Incredible he, Hulk. You well, know what I mean? How many pairs of jeans did Bill Bixby have? he comes back, he's got regular clothes on. Nowhere does it say, now, that they have to become muscular. They turn into a wolfman 
And the wolfman's desire is to kill. But he's not a wolf man. He's a werewolf. And what's the difference? A werewolf can be man or woman, right? Which we'll find out in one of our future episodes of so what the She-Wolf A woman? So, okay, let's go to the first... It's still the same principle. Let's go to the first killing. So he's in his tuxedo, and he's walking down the streets. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? I'm trying to even think. He goes upstairs... Then he go upstairs and is this where I'm trying to think of the first kill? I know he goes upstairs and he's trying to get somebody, but oh, the ladies had too much to drink at the party. They take her upstairs to lay her down, and he climbs in the window, and she screams. She screams, yeah. And he, uh, why does he jump down? Why didn't he just kill her? It, well, you know what I'm saying. So he gets down and he's waiting in that little corner like Jack the Ripper when that lady comes through. And she screams and he kills her because they find her with her throat sla- uh, gnawed like an animal would or whatever. Well, he may have had the sense of there's other people there, whatnot. He was in the light in the room. Um, it's the same effect. An animal. Uh, for instance, they say if you're out and you're, a bear's coming to attack you, you know what they want you to do? Play dead. That or scream, and raise your hands up and scream to see if that don't scare the bear off. But, but, but what you're missing here is he had to go to that party because his wife was there, and that's what was drawing right. him to that party. That's why later, well, later well, he moves is, even further. Well, what I'm saying is, did she even have the flower with her while she was there, or is it just because he gave it to her that she was protected? That could men. Now, whether she, I don't remember if she had it or not, but I do know that he gave it to her uh, for that reason. I just don't understand why he didn't kill that lady in that room. Even if she screamed, he killed her, he could be out of there. Uh, but, but you don't know how long it takes him to kill somebody either because the lady just screams and they find her body. It's, it's part of the, the plot of the movie to get this going <laughs> so he can get out. They know something's going on. She has seen something. It's out of there. So he goes out in the dark and waits for this lady to walk by. He jumps and kills her. So that brings the half star back. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead and continue on but, from but there. Anyhow, it's a, a well. Her and this, her childhood boyfriend or whatever, um, they ask him to go out on a moonlight carriage ride, which he agrees to at first, right. but he don't go. Um. I'm trying to think if there's another kill. I don't even. That's not even yet, is it? I don't even think the carriage rides yet. That's towards the end when they're going to get him. But don't they? Don't she say we're going to go on a horseback ride? And he's like, "Look, don't go out on horseback. You got to be back by sundown." She says, right, "She right. says I'm going to go out on horseback riding tonight, and any other night the moon's out." <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're basically there's trouble in paradise right there. Right, and uh, he he though he goes to a place where they used to go at some castle somewhere. And tells that guy to lock him in the room. But that's at the that's later on in the movie. That's not right now. Well, bring us back up to date where we're at. Let's back up because I think we're at the part where uh, he goes back out again. Like I think that guy and that girl's out, and there's the guy and the girl at the zoo. Remember, they're sitting right, on the right, park right. bench, and he goes over there, and he's in wolf form, and he lets a wolf out <laughs> out of the thing, which is very smart because now they're going to think the wolf killed people, the the, the inspector or whatever. But you have the scene where the because the lady comes and knocks on the gate and he's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm married and have kids or whatever. She's like, but you love me. So, you know, because, well, then he goes and here's the wolf house. So he takes off. And if you watch the movie closely, you see in the background, you see him moving across. Moving. 
But when she looks in her compact mirror and she sees him, it, the 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 whole lining up did not make sense. You know what I mean? Like he should have been on the other side of her, not over here. Because it was even showing him still next to the cage, and, and that wasn't adding up cinematography right there for me either. You know what I well, mean? He, it was kind of weird. So well, basically, he, he she come comes around over. and come up behind him. Right, but I'm and just... the guy went to go... Watch, say, it, watch it again, and on. watch it again, and you tell me it lines up. It doesn't line up. So she pulls out her little compact mirror and looks in the back, and she sees Eddie Munster looking, <laughs> looking at her. So uh, she screams, does he kill her? Yes, I think so. Uh, but I know he killed, he also kills, uh, Babe Hansen because it's a big newspaper article. Remember? Yeah. I just don't remember where he kills Babe Hansen. So I know he's killed. So that would be three people he's killed. Right. Right. The, the mysterious lady in the alley, Babe Hansen. I think Babe Hansen actually died second. And then this lady in the park. So this is where his fiance and her ex thing ask him to go on a carriage ride or whatever and he says okay and then he's like look I can't I have I have to go meet somebody somewhere take something somewhere um, but I think in between all this what we're failing to realize is the other guy had snuck in there and stole clipped off some of the blooms right right and you don't know why right now uh, which is coming to play here soon because if you look in his office or whatever he holds him up and it's like dead and he throws it in the trash can, and he pulls out a second when it's dead. He throws it in the trash can. So there's one he had that uh, was still bloomed. And remember, the lady come in and touched it. Yeah, because he's and he like, jumped all over her. She's for, like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just love flowers." He's like, "Well, here, go buy you some roses or <laughs> whatever." So now you don't know why this guy is just acting all crazy. Uh, so basically. He goes back to his laboratory while he's in his laboratory because his fiance and him go away. Um, is this where he gets attacked by the guy, or is that after this? I can't remember if he goes and gets locked up in the dungeon first and breaks out, or is it? I think it, I think the guy attacks him first and steals the thing, and that's why he goes to the dungeon. Right. He he breaks in and he 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 kills he kills the guy. Does he go back, or is this later? I'm getting... It's been a week since I've seen it. Uh, remember, they're out looking for him. Is this after he goes and locks himself up in that thing? He comes back, and he comes up through the... That's at the end, wasn't it? Right. He comes up through the floor of the laboratory. Yeah, that's at the end. But okay. I think I think the... Basically, the Dr. Yoshi or whoever, he's waiting for him to come back. And he's, he ends up locking himself in that thing, and he sees another flower blooming or whatever. And this is where he goes over there, and because the one guy was go, he was going to, to cut it, remember? And he backs away and he goes over there and does something else, and the other guy comes down the stairs and he snips it off, <laughs> steals the bloom. And so it starts basically, well, you come to find out that Dr. Yoshi was, or, what was his name? Yoshi, what? Y- Yogami. 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 Yeah. Yogami. Yogami. Yeah. So he, uh, he come to find out that he was the werewolf that attacked him in Tibet. In Tibet. Um, Which is pretty good. They they kept that hid. Right. Uh, right. Through most of the movie. Was that the guy on the camel? I assume it or was. Or the guy that was leading the camel? I, I, I didn't go back to that. I assume it was, but see, you think they're leaving the whole scene, but he, he he's the one that attacked him when they found the flower. Right. 
And so I was trying to put it together. Was it him or his friend that was stopped to cause his feet hurt? <laughs> but here's something else. If you're going by that, was it a full moon that were they on the mountain at nighttime? Because the werewolf wouldn't be out there. They was on the mountain at nighttime. Because if you go back, uh, it was was getting dark as they come down. He warns him about whatever goes in, don't come out. Uh, however, they was coming out of it. <laughs> but they didn't have any torches or anything. No. But it was night because the flower was bloomed when he was there. And then the werewolf was looking, peeking up over the rocks. And so the moon was out. Uh, it was nighttime. The flower was bloomed. The attack takes place. And he gets the... But I, I don't know if he's originally bit or was it clawed. I can't. It looked more like claw marks. It was marks clawed. I think he clawed. When they showed well, his, I don't know. He kind of bent down and looked yeah, like a bit. Yeah, but it looked too. more like just claw marks. It could have been a mite too, but right. going back to the ridge, you got to be bit by a, uh, a werewolf. Right. And so um, they get in a fight then because he comes and snips off that last right. one. And um, he, he kills him there. Mm hmm. Right. Is that now is that after the fact before he goes and locks himself at the No, I think this I think once he realizes that he snipped out bloom that he realizes there's not gonna be any more time because I think he rubs it on the the other guy rubs it on his arm as he's going up the stairs before he kills him. And so now he knows that his wife's gonna be in danger no matter what. So he needs to get far away and he goes he's, he tells that guy he goes Oh, we used to come here all the time. He's like he goes, well, I'll get you a pillow and blanket. Or he's like, I don't need any of that. So I'm not going to be doing much sleep. And he's like, no matter what, no matter what you hear in here, no matter what I say, do not unlock this door. Don't now, do it. I, I want to go back a minute again to the, the flower. <clears throat> they get that flower. Now, they, they keep rubbing it on their arm. Now, does this, when it goes back to the, where we was talking about the, folklore or whatever of, of the werewolf does that keep him from transforming into a werewolf i think he, that's what they said right and so he wouldn't have to kill nobody right and so uh that's that was why they the fight over the 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 flower was as long as he had that and put it on him if the doctor would have put it on right but let me ask you this question why um I thought that that was a cure. Right. Or was it just a cure for cure, a month? Or it could it could have been for the night. I don't know. Right. It wasn't specific and clear on that there. Again, this movie is breaking out. Uh, again, this here was before. Uh, Wolfman. Wolfman. Right. Uh, groundbreaking, I guess, for some of the uh, rules or things of following along uh, uh, the werewolf things. But uh, they said that, again, it could have been not a total cure, that you'd never be one, or if you had to take nine tannin leaves <laughs> and you'd be cured or whatnot. It could be just for uh, the cycle of that full moon, or it could just be for the moon of that night. So at this point, the fiancé and the ex-boyfriend pull up in a car, and she's like, oh, let's walk the rest of the way. You know, let's go through. We used to come through... So they get out of the car and they're walking through the thing, and then for some reason, they decide to play "Catch Me If You Can" or something. She takes off. He's racing to the, right, to the, the wall. wall. He's like, "Well, I'll give you like a 10-second head start or whatever." Well, I mean, no, so them the guy is in the upstairs barred window and he's turned into the wolf, and what's he do? 
he howls or whatever, and then he just bends the bar off and jumps out the window. You know? Now the 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 scene there, this here was sort of hokey, sort of, and I know what they was probably wanting to do was show the strength of the werewolf, but that thing come off off the like like I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that the, that was the intention of it is to show his strength, sort of like. Uh, uh, Igor pushing the and the son of Frankenstein the wall right and this show his strength which I think what you you brought that up when we was watching that right so so he jumps down and here's here's something else I don't understand he actually has her on the ground <laughs> finish her off kill her no she screams you know and all that and the guy ends up running up there and they start this big fight you know what I mean and um, he doesn't kill him. I don't know why he just ran off. Did he shoot him? Would you run off to it? Did he go to shoot him? No, he hits him with a two-by-four or something, remember? He hits him with a, a wood stick or something, and the werewolf runs off. Okay, so so you can bend steel bars, but you can't take a two-by-four to the head or whatever. So basically, after this point, he's disappeared. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool where they're they're calling. You know, you see different people like, no, I haven't seen him. Well, where is he? Busy been here? Yeah, because no, they knew it was him. Yeah, no, he hasn't been here. No, he hasn't been here. So they're all trying to put out a a bulletin for him. I still don't know if they know it was him though. Did they? They were I, just looking for the. the no, doctor, I, th- right? I think they was telling them that who it was. Uh, uh, it could be from the clothes and whatnot, or so the Eddie Minster hair did. So you see, you see his assistant, and you hear him. You see him come up that trap door, which is pretty cool. Comes up there, he's like, "Hey, you know, does anybody know?" He's like, "Where you been?" You know, he's been hiding. Uh, so he comes up there, he's like, "I got to get to my laboratory. You know, I got to find the cure or whatever." So he's like, "I, I know I can always trust you." Blah blah blah. Well, long story short, they have his fiance. With another lady, where they've got them locked in a room. The windows are locked. Every, doors are locked. Everything's locked, and they're looking for him. And um, so basically, the moon came back out, and he turned back into the wolf. And now he's going to finish her, which is pretty cool because basically he just punches through the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Twice. Actually, I think he climbed. Doesn't he climb up on top of the rafters and go through the window first? Okay. And they scream. Right. And they take off down to like down the stairs, and um, what was really cool is when he goes back out on top of the the patio roof or whatever, and the guy comes up and he jumps off on him. Yeah. And uh, I think he knocks him out or something because I don't know if he kills him, but then he goes and he punches through the the downstairs door. You know, you see a breakaway, which is pretty cool, and he gets in there, and I think the one lady passes out. Um, and That's he how starts you keep from getting killed, right? And he starts he starts chasing um, his fiance up the stairs, and uh, the the inspector Cluso whoever you know comes in, and they end up shooting him, and he falls down the stairs, and he's laying there upside down or whatever, and he says, "I'm sorry." What was her name? Elizabeth. What's her name? Val. Uh, right there. What's what's her name? Valerie Hobbs. No. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. So I'm sorry, Lisa, that I couldn't in this life make you happy or I couldn't keep you happy or whatever. And he dies. To me, that right there, I was all fine with it up until he talked. You know what I mean? But why did he have... And then once he dies, he transforms back into the doctor. The doctor. So, 
the end. Right. So now, what if I would nowadays, if you would rewrite that story, just like it was, he probably would have bit her old boyfriend, and oh, he dies, it'll be another one to take his place. The sequel. <laughs> right. I just want a movie where, like, the Wolfman just basically he he finds the girl, and you think he's gonna get saved, and he just kills her, and movie ends. You know what I mean? So, so just just once. So. What's your thoughts on this movie? Okay. Well, before I get... Well, let me go through some trivia. That way you can talk about this before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we, we just pretty much went through the movie without talking about anything. So, um, there was almost a, uh, a, a scene in, in here where um, a boy is almost eaten by a plant in the botanical garden sequence, and he is saved by Wilfred, but it was not included in the final print. Uh, the supposed Tibetan spoken in this movie is actually the Cantonese dialect of Chinese. Uh, the actor is otherwise just muttering gibberish. <laughs> um, although they play husband and the wife in this film, Henry Hull is 27 years older than Valerie Hobson. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Um Shooting lasted from January 18th to February 23rd, 1935, and it was released on June 3rd. So there you have quick um, shooting of the film and then a quick release. The werewolf howl used in this film is a combination of Henry Hull's own voice and a recording of an actual timber wolf. The result is generally thought to have a far more realistic result than in any subsequent werewolf films, including The Wolfman. According to Greg Manx's Manx book, Karloff and Lugosi... Henry Hull was being paid $2,750 per week for his work, $250 more than Boris Karloff, who was then um, making $2,500 per week for The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, so he was again paid more than the, the guy that was making uh, Karloff and Bride of Frankenstein. According to Mank, the studio also paid Hull's agent $8,250 a week and an additional fee of $1,375 for what was termed uh, Hull's trick shots. Warner Oland received a guaranteed $12,000 for his work on the film. Going back to about the, the wolf howling, and I, I was going to bring that out in The uh, Mummy's Tomb, they had a wolf howling in it mm -hmm. in two places. And I thought that was sort of ironic and even actually showed the, the wolf standing there twice, two different parts, howling at the moon which you wouldn't think to see that in a mummy movie, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, werewolf movie. Bella Lugosi was considered for the role of Dr. Yogami, but he was busy making Mark of the Vampire. I think he probably could have pulled that off pretty well, but yet he was doing another vampire slash Dracula type movie. Um, although not the first werewolf film, this is considered to be the first feature length werewolf movie. It preceded the more commercially successful The Wolfman by six years. The first werewolf film was the 1913 short The Werewolf. It was 18 minutes long and now considered lost as all known copies were destroyed in a warehouse fire in 1924. The men need to see. Probably a silent movie, I would say. Uh, J.M. Kerrigan, who played Glendon's assistant <clears throat> Hawkins, also appeared in Universal's next werewolf film, The Wolfman, in which he portrayed Evelyn Anker's father. So, a little bit of werewolf history there. Uh, the opening scene in Tibet was filmed at Vasquez Rocks, north of Los Angeles, well known to Star Trek, the original series fans, 
as the rock outcropping from where Captain Kirk rolled a boulder down trying to kill the Gorn in the arena. <laughs> you remember that episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you think Bella Lugosi could have pulled this werewolf off because of his hair? Probably. His hair thing. I just don't know. So he might have been a good I, werewolf. I just don't know. I don't know because of his accent, accent for playing the scientist. Right. I mean, as I would, far as makeup for the, I just wish he would have done more than just mainly Dracula and vampire I, type he's, movies. He was limited, though. I think. But 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 is that because no? Because. In the Black Cat, he played that cult leader or whatever. He was really good, or Karloff did one of the two, and and that was really good because it was it was outside of what he was accustomed to, and he did good in Igor right, it, well, and Son it, of Frankenstein. But it was a it was a uh, a different movie of just a man, but he still pulled like this, right. I don't know. Well, they could have put some stuff in his teeth like they did in Igor. You know what I mean? It kind of muffled up his accent. Uh, so Hull successfully argued that his face should be covered with less hair because uh, his face was uh, recognizable even in his werewolf state. You know what I mean? So uh, it was confirmed in an interview. And his grandnephew, uh, Cortland Hull, confirms the story from Hull himself. So. Uh, the film didn't become the box office sensation that Universal was hoping for. The studio's next attempt at a werewolf movie would be much more successful. I totally agree. Originally, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi were scheduled to play the roles, uh, which went to Henry Hull and Warner Oland. So the, if you could have had Karloff as the scientist and the, the, the werewolf and Lugosi as the Dr. Yosh, Yosh, Yogami, could have been a pretty good movie. Uh, not that these guys didn't do a bad job. These guys did a really good job, too, I think. Oddly enough, the concept of the werewolf changing in the light of the full moon was dropped in Universal's next such film, The Wolfman 1941, only to be revived in Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Did you know that? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, Actor Henry Hull's name is listed first in the film's opening and closing credits, and Warner Olan's name appears second. Oddly, the letters of Olan's name are noticeably larger than Hull's, this typically results from the actor or his agent contractually negotiating for his name to be shown larger, indicating that the actor, though not listed first, is the more famous of the actors <laughs> listed. So you had a little gentleman's sh- showmanship there. And, yes, the theatrical trailer on the Universal DVD contains a brief shot of Dr. Glennon in werewolf form slashing Dr. Yogami's face with his claws as they fight in the laboratory. This shot is not seen in the finished film, although we do get to see Dr. Yogami slash face at the end of the scene in the film. So, All right. Thoughts, feelings, comments, rating. I'll give you all the above. Again, I was looking at this movie poster of Werewolf of London, and it says, Beware, uh, stalking, uh, stalking, uh, the werewolf is says half man, half beast, which gives that he's both one and the other, and that may portray why the talking was, and that's not here or there. Another reason they may not want more facial hair is because you go come to the Lon Chaney, I forgot how many hours it takes just to do the transformation of it, and that could just be to speed up the process of of time in itself. Now, going to the movie itself, um, 
I thought it was pretty good. It, it actually probably raises more questions than it does answers. Uh, I thought it was an entertaining movie because, uh, uh, again, that the monster or the the the, the storyline was it was okay. Could it have been better with Lon Chaney and uh, Boris Karloff in it? Probably. Bella Lugosi. Uh, it, it probably could have been. Uh, but uh, overall, I liked it pretty well. And therefore, I would probably give this... I know you, you, you probably differ with me on this. I'm going to give it a 3.5 star. What do you give the original Wolfman then? Um, I think I gave it a four. No, I don't think you were here for the Wolfman, were you? No, I didn't. Did. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I say, I what would you? What would you give it? Um, the original Wolfman, I, I'd probably give it that probably four, four and a half. Okay. Uh, no, it's nowhere near that. But I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, movie in itself I guess right it's this was my first time watching it years I'd seen it years ago um so and I and I guess I didn't put two and two together that this was actually before the wolfman until I did the notes so I wouldn't have thought so either no uh just because of the movie poster and everything else I thought huh you know I thought this came afterwards um, like I said, there's just, I understand the story, but it, it wasn't really clear on why they needed the, 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 the flowers. I understand part of it, but you know, they were talking about there's only this cure, uh, but you never understood what the cure was. If it even worked, if it was just part-time, full-time. How many? How many of them do you have to do it? Do you have to do it once every? Well, I think every moon cycle. That's answered in the show, because the the other guy, not the werewolf, Yogami. Yogami, he never turned into a werewolf, even though he was the original one. Right, but, and, and, but he had the flower. Right, but but I'm saying they said that you said earlier that the only cure was the the flower. Right. That's not a cure. That's just covering up. It cures them for that cycle. Right. Rather than not does, it, does it say the cycle? Is it good for a year? You well, never we don't does. know. Exactly. Well, you don't, well, well that's I wanted why, to know. Well, I said. Well, that I'm talking about It cash. raises more questions <laughs> than it does answer. answer. Right. So we're taking some stars away for that. Two, stars as plural? Yes. So two, <laughs> the talking at the end, I already stated it. I think it would have been just fine just to shoot him, let him die. It's no stupider than him doing that and Frankenstein monster talking. Yes, it is. It's way worse. Why? Why? Yeah. He was just shot. Well, there's people talk. Right, but... I see him in movies all the time. They right. sit there and... Okay, and well, then they then, die. But, but, you know, nobody rushed over to help him. They just let him die. At least Frankenstein Monster was trying to communicate because he had been, you know, he had been alive at one point and now he's reanimated and he didn't even talk in the first one. It was only in um, Bride of Frankenstein, do you believe? Me, man, you, woman, whatever. Right? I <laughs> see how stupid that was. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's better than... But it's no different. But, it's, but, but my thing is... But then you like he, the Bride of Frankenstein. Right. But what I'm saying is, 
if you could have said that there, then why didn't he go ahead and say that to her the rest of the time that he was by her? Because it's the it's it's the the control of the whole situation. As a werewolf, he was drawn to kill. But her. he was still a werewolf at the end of the movie. Just because he got shot, he did not turn back he, into the the human until after he was dead. He knew he was dying. Then he knew he was the werewolf and the man when he was running around killing people to begin with. But that was the beast taking over in him. The beast is losing control of it now because he's dying. I don't agree with that. Well, I don't care. Send your comments to <laughs> tragic. <laughs> See, this, is, this is why we do this. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. So... Um, Okay, take all if, that out. Take I, all that. I, I, okay, he said you don't out. talk. What would you? What okay, would you do? Here's here's how I here's how I would have done it. They shoot him. He's going down. He transforms back to the man, and then he talks. That would have been fine. Then you lose the whole effect of him transforming back. All of a sudden, one shot, he's a wolf. Then, bing, he, I'm back. I'm sorry. Take care of her. Blah. <laughs> Blah. That's the tragedy so, of cinema. So I am taking another star away from this. You can't do that. Well, you keep up. I'm going to take another one. Well, you can't. But listen to me. So, <laughs> okay, say he don't talk at the end at all. He just turns back. Fine. I'm fine with so that. So you jump it to five stars? No, I'd give it higher than what I'm getting ready to rate it. Well, how many stars are you taking away because he talked? Uh, that's a solid one. You can't not base a whole movie on a... The, the last two seconds of a movie. So you're telling me you never disliked a movie because of the way it ended? Yeah. I, yes, you have. Yeah, no. What yes. movie? I don't know. I can't think well, of them right now. But I'll say, and here's what I would say. It may be a great movie. And I said, but that ended stupid. Okay. Well, you, you want me to say what? a horrible what? ending. This movie made Tron look like a five-star movie. What do you think of that? No. <laughs> Actually, I would say I'm gonna get flack on this. This is probably it's probably better than Frankenstein meets Wolfman. Oh man, you are just you. This is why my dad only comes on us a few times because I like seeing the difference of opinions here. I'm just saying well, how that's why we have this here, and we uh, like Jimmy and Kyle, Jimbo and Kyle. They'll it's okay. it's, it's too soft spoken. They don't. They don't do this. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to tell your mom. Let me, let me ask you a question on this, too. In The Invisible Man, at the end of The Invisible Man, did he talk before or after they took the bandages off at the end when he became human? Remember when he was coming back human? He always was a human. I know, but when he... when he, You could see him again. And? Did he talk before or after that? I don't remember. Which one was it? I think he was dead, and he just transformed well, they sh- back. They shot he him trans- in the snow. Right, and they, he transformed back into, you know what I mean? They had him laying there, and he, he came back when he died. So if he would have said something once he transformed back to the human form, I would have been fine with that, too. I just think it was stupid. If you watch this movie, and the wolf man is upside, or the werewolf is upside down, and you see his teeth going, I have it. It looked like them little plastic teeth you get in a... The, Dra- the Dracula teeth, you go up here and put a quarter in the machine, turn it, and put it in your mouth. So, it's 1935. Okay. Here's my rating. Are you ready? <laughs> I am going to give this a 2.5 hairballs. Okay. 
because okay, and that's a that's a point five higher than what I gave Frankenstein meets Wolfman. Right, and you said that this was better than Frankenstein meets Wolfman, but I gave Frankenstein meets Wolfman higher. I do believe. I think I'll have to go back and listen to it, but I, I I love everything that I understand that this was the first one, and I appreciated that this brought along the Wolfman as I point to the poster over here. I, I like I, I'm a big werewolf guy anyway. I like most of the werewolf movies. Um, I know you're a big Frankenstein guy, but well, no, not necessarily. Okay, well then a mummy guy. No, not necessarily. <laughs> a Dracula guy. I like. It. Okay, we get we get that. Okay, let's go ahead and, while we're here. <laughs> we've, already, we've already derailed this episode. Let's go ahead and give me your top five monsters. If you're based upon all the movies, all the lore, all the books, well, one through five, I want you to give it to me. I'm, I'm talking universal. Right. That's okay. what I'm talking. Let's I, do it. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Number one. Probably he's always been one of my favorites. Oh, mine too. Okay, I agree. Then probably. Um, now, you're taking into consideration all their movies. So, you're talking about Creature from the Black Loon, Return of the Creature, and The Creature Walks Among Us, which was terrible, yes. which we may cover. Uh, okay, but... Then I would probably go with uh, Wolfman's. I agree. Then I would probably go with... Uh, so, you got Frankenstein, Dracula, Mommy, and Dracula. Dracula. Okay. And then I would go with... Um, Frankenstein and Mummy. Frankenstein and the Mummy. Um, I'd probably go with Frankenstein and then the Mummy last, I would think. That's a close tie right there between those two. I, okay. I To me, between the Creature and the Wolfman, I think it's tied for number one. I, I like them both pretty much equally. Although I'd probably give the edge to the Creature from the Black Loom just because I got Rico Browning's autograph. Um, if I could get Lon Chaney Jr.'s autograph, that would be the best thing to have in the studio. So it's probably Creature from the Black Loom Wolfman. I agree with you there. Then I'm going to have to go with where you put the Invisible Man. Do you put the Invisible Man in there at all? I really like the Invisible Man movie. I, I like the Invisible Man. But I don't think he had enough movies. No. The only problem with the the Invisible Man is... <laughs> you don't see his acting, right? Well, not necessarily that. Because uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. But I don't classify him as in a... Universal monster type deal, even okay. though it is categorized as that. But I don't see him. Nobody's seen him. <laughs> is a monster per se? He just a right madman. I guess he turned because of this. So if we're going on my list, I've got Creature from Black Lagoon number one, Wolfman number two, Frankenstein number three, Dracula number four, and the Mummy number five. So you like Frankenstein better than Dracula? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> How many, how many, but he was only Dracula twice, wasn't he? Well, I think he only actually played Dracula once. Him and, and back, in Abbott, Abbott and Costello. Costello. Right. 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 So, well, they're, they're, but I know he played a lot of vampirish type of roles, though. Like, that, what was that one? That it was when he died in the middle of That was terrible. I don't know. The, the, I don't know. So, there you have it. Uh, Dad gave it a what? 3.5? Yeah. I gave it a 2.5. I thought it was entertaining. I'm not saying it wasn't. I like. I like. I think it's enough. The Eddie Munster hairdo got me too. It's enough there to keep you entertained to watch. Right. Where as going back to the Mummy's Tomb again, the first time I watched it this time, it was like, and eh, at the beginning because you said so yourself in that comment. They're just he's just sitting around telling the story. 
right. of what had previously happened 30 years before. And so um, I, I thought, and it did get better after the 30 years, and of course half the movie's gone then. But I think this here, the flow of the movie kept you more entertained than even The Mummies too. Right. I just, to me, if you're the werewolf, you're bloodthirsty, you're going to kill people. Okay, that's what Wolfman did. When when the Wolfman, he was out, he's going to kill somebody. It's not, oh, let me think. Let me climb up this rail. Let me do all this stuff. You know what I mean? He was a killer. Well, The he, werewolf was more, if I say he's more human characteristics than a wolf characteristic, but then he goes around killing people, but then he talks at the end. It's all over the that's place. That's why you go back to the comment... Uh, they left where he could be recognized as a man, but also a wolf. Then if that's the case, why didn't he talk like he did at the end of the movie? Why didn't Lon Chaney in Wolfman kill the girl when he he could have had opportunity to do that? Why didn't Lon Chaney kill Frankenstein monster? Well, I know because he was going for the journal. I understood the diary of whatever. Because if all this thing fell in place like that, you wouldn't be having this podcast. <laughs> True, but it's it's nice to see everybody's difference of opinions, even though mine's right. <laughs> send your comments to Tragedy of Cinema and vote. Right, or send Art us, Toast or Jimbo, and or send right. it, to, or send us your uh, top five. Um, Universal Monsters list, see who's agree- whose list you agreed with more, or if you have your own list you'd like to make up. Um, but I think we've rattled along long enough for this episode. That's almost an hour in. Wow. So um, <laughs> we are debating um, whether to do a couple more of these Universal Monsters a series. We might do two more episodes, um, or this may be the final one for this year. We're, we're throwing around some other ideals. Uh, so Send your comments to Tragedy of Cinnamon. Let us know what you want. Please, somebody give me a gag order over here. <laughs> so, um, any final thoughts? No, because we'll go another half hour. I'm sorry I couldn't like this movie more and make you happy. <laughs> see? Now, now, if you could see that, you could see the wolf man and Jimmy. <laughs> Right. You can see his face and then the werewolf around his chin. <laughs> so, uh, but that's why we do this podcast. I think it's fun and uh, it's always fun to spend time with my dad. So, love you, dad. Thanks for coming on. So, um, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close and that's a wrap. And 